From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. everyone. I'm so excited to announce that if you pre-order my new book, Energy in Action Now, you're going to get access to a video called Why Over-Focusing on the Law of Attraction Doesn't Work. This is an exclusive video only for people who pre-order my book. Inside of it, I will share three reasons why over-focusing on this law doesn't work, things to think about, and hopefully get you excited to read the book. So head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com, pre-order your copy. Thank you so much for your support in advance. I can't wait for you to be part of this community. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna Boyle. I'm your host and super excited to have you here. This is a show about spirituality and mental health. One of the things I love to talk about and just in life, because I am a psychology professor, I teach it very, very, very part-time. But one thing I love to talk about is the brain and something really I've been really wanting to bring to the show for a while. I believe that there's former podcasts on this, but it's been a while since I've touched this subject. And that's the subject of ADHD. And this book came to my attention. It's called Your Brain's Not Broken, Your Brain's Not Broken, Strategies for Navigating. And this, of course, melted my heart. I love this. Your emotions and life, your emotions and life with ADHD. And guess what? I have the author here. It's Tamara Rosier. Tamara, (laughs) welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. What, so when I saw your book, I thought, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta have this author on the show, especially because I think it's at least I'm, I know there's a gajillion books out there on ADHD, but one, I love your title. Your brain's not broken. Number one. Oh, and yeah. And I love the way you include emotions, you know? And so any of you that are new to the show, that's kind of an area that I've been focused on for most of my career and I continue to focus on is the emotions and how they're such a, I believe, a part in healing the brain. So let's tell the audience a little bit about you, Tamara. You're a PhD. Uh, You have been a professor as well. Yep. What did you teach? Uh, I taught educational psychology and every once in a while I would teach a stats course. But nice. psych was my favorite thing to teach. Uh, that's awesome. You were a college administrator, leadership consultant, high school teacher on top of it, everyone, business owner, and an ADHD coach. And through you've developed valuable insights into ADHD, how they affect our lives, and founder of ADHD Center of West Michigan, and you lead teams of coaches, therapists, and speech pathologists to help individuals, parents, and families develop skills to live with ADHD effectively. 
Awesome. That's an ADHD profile right there. (laughs) It says, let me just sum it up. She's done a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Then she got bored and did a little bit of that. That's pretty much sums up my career. So I'm grateful for my career. It's been fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, I literally have. Um, <laughs> so you have, I, ADHD, you, you have ADHD yourself is what you're saying. Oh, yes. And I fully confess that in the book. Um, it's funny when the book came out, um, I, you know, I did something kind of silly. I kind of wrote the book like no one was going to read it because it just helped me. But then a couple of weeks before it came out, I had the realization people were going to read it. And they started panicking going, oh no, I've said too much. I've done too much. I've confessed too much in this book. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was the anti-Brene Brown going, I was too vulnerable. Take it all back. But um, is this your first book? It is. Um, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I have a contract to work on my next book. Um but I'm actually grateful that I did take the risk because I think that's what's resonating with so many readers. And um, I, I, re- I really wrote this book kind of, and this is going to sound so corny, but as like a love letter to people who were hurting because of their ADHD and they didn't even know how badly they were hurting. And so I love that. And and honestly, all corny and sweet about that. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of books in the mail from different publishers and authors. I can't possibly read them all. I mean, I suppose I could if I wanted to, but I, I, I really <laughs> don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but yours has been sitting on the side table in my living room. And I've been poking at it because I, one of my children was diagnosed with ADHD. They're older now, but I've always had a soft spot. My husband also is, I think, undiagnosed, (laughs) but has certainly both of them have come a long way in terms of really learning to work with their brains and extremely intelligent, extremely um, talented, funny, and yeah. you're funny. I don't know if that's, and I know from being a school psychologist, funny is a sign of intelligence, right? When we do our evaluation or boredom. yeah, or, or boredom. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, I, when I ca- I keep it by my side because I now and then we'll pick it up and readers, when she talks about the fact that she shares, she does share. And I love, I think that's what really made me want you on the show is I'll just read a little bit about what the way this book opens up everyone. She says, my brain keeps pinging. Christine said, explaining the chaos that ruled her days. Ping. Oh, I got to remember that. Ping. I need to do that now before I forget. Ping. Do this. Ping, ping, ping all day long. And so I love the way you're so relatable. And I think I think we can all relate. And are you finding that it's getting harder to diagnose because we're living in a society. I think we're even I'm like, uh, maybe I have a, <laughs> yeah, right. Because I it's, we're all so distracted with the social media and the emails and I've got to get back to this and that, and we're forgetting things overloaded. So what do you say about all that? Well, okay. So we're also living in a time where the DSM, the, the thing we use to diagnose ADHD 
is woefully behind. I'm talking like 20 years behind research. So something that we know now, and I call them the big boys in research, not to their face because that wouldn't be cool, but the big boys like Tom Brown, Ned Hallowell, Russ Ramsey, um, Russell Barkley, uh, those are the big boys, guys. If you read them, they're they're heavy duty. They dominate. They dominate this this in, in a delightful way because they know what they're doing, right? Yes. Um, but all the big boys got together and said, "Hey, guess what? We're missing something important here. Emotional dysregulation is the hallmark of ADHD." And let me tell tell you what emotional dysregulation is. I know you know. But for your listeners, yes. emotional dysregulation is, isn't that I'm just blowing my you know, top all the time. It's that I have a very twitchy part of my brain that can't distinguish between minor threats and major events. And so um, when you combine that with intensity of emotion, uh, we kind of go through life being kind of we we're passionate people. I'm sure you've experienced that with your husband and daughter. We're passionate, but sometimes that passion is misguided. <laughs> and in the book, I use an example of, um, I was waiting in the waiting room, waiting for something. And I was of course bored. So I started talking to the receptionist and she was saying, well, you know, I was looking forward to going to the beach with my daughter, but it rained and I'm really bummed about that. And I was listening and I went, oh my goodness, that's horrible. Here you had all this excitement. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing on a scale of one to 10 of emotional intensity, she was at a six or seven. And vicariously, I went to a nine on her behalf. <laughs> that's emotional dysregulation. Like I was overfeeling with her, right? I have big emotions. And, and what I want your listeners to really wrap their heads around is ADHD folks have big emotions about everything, or they have zero emotions about something. So it's there's two, together. there's two extremes. Yes. It's bimodal. <laughs> That's people would say. Yes. Interesting. I, I can totally see that. And you, and you keep mentioning this board thing. Yeah. Well, tell us more about that, about the board part. Yeah. So people don't understand this function in the brain. So ADHD brains are literally different. And so your original question that I totally strayed away from was, well, it, it feels like everyone's um, ADHD sometimes, especially in our culture. The difference is ADHD brains are structurally different. And chemically look different, chemically meaning uh, neurotransmitters. And so the ADHD brain doesn't have full access to that prefrontal cortex. I call that the grown-up part of my brain. The part of the brain that says, Tamara, you should probably be doing this now. And I do it. The prefrontal cortex knows what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Well, if you don't have access to that part of your brain, we're like method actors going, what's my motivation here? <laughs> and so I tend to emotionally motivate myself. Well, that can backfire in very awkward ways. Oh, yeah. I was just that. I was just wondering about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
So this emotional dysregulation, really the book is about, it, it comes from the standpoint of, let's talk about the emotional dysregulation of ADHD folks, because it's not really about the attention. It's about the emotional dysregulation. So, which means I'm a dopamine seeking person. Uh, uh, dopamine has to do the, with the prefrontal cortex. And if your listeners um, kind of imagine a merry-go-round in the prefrontal cortex that kind of goes around circling, ideally people without ADHD have enough riders in line for the entire merry-go-round to keep going around. What happens in the ADHD brain with lack of dopamine, dopamine or the, let's call dopamine the low riders, we either have too many riders jammed onto the carousel or we don't have enough and the carousel seats go empty. And when it's empty, ADHD people will talk about being feeling bored. And so they'll try to get more riders by doing, by being silly, by, and that's why we're actually funny because we're just entertaining ourselves at, the, at some point. <laughs> Let me tell you, as a professor and a high school teacher, the jokes were more for me, guys. It was, <laughs> you don't need to laugh. Um, I was cracking myself up. Um, we were fun seekers, uh, especially males tend to be risk seeking for their dopamine hit. And so we'll try to seek dopamine um, because that feeling of bored is so horrible to us. It's the absence of feeling. And so how do you differentiate between bored and procrastination? Because the feeling of bored yeah. is an experience for someone with ADHD and, they're, and they don't have their dopamine hit, right? Yeah. And then, but to the observer, it might look like procrastination or it might look like scattered. Yes. So do you agree? Let me, let me put it this way. Uh, there's two, <laughs> two bad tricks. Those of us with ADHD use with our emotions, we do the avoidance trick and it's where whatever we're supposed to do, let's say, write a big paper. Our brain's like, oh, that just seems too big. Oh, by the way, we don't sequence well because of the prefrontal lack of prefrontal cortex activity. And so what happens is that feels too big. You know what doesn't feel too big? Cleaning out my sock drawer. And so I have a lot of students say, hey, guess what? I cleaned out my sock drawer. I'm like, cool story. Is that paper done? No, no, I'm waiting on it. And it's because they kind of shifted their attention to something a little bit more salient. And wow, a color-coded sock drawer feels good. You got some dopamine from that. Now, procrastination is like setting a fire and going, well, this fire is interesting. I'm going to let it get big until it's this raging fire almost out of control. And then you put it out. And then and you, you get, get the thrill. And, and you get the dopamine hit there. Yep. And you get the dopamine hit for putting out the fire. Can I tell you how dopamine hits work in family sometimes? Uh, and if any of your listeners have children with ADHD, they might see this one. Sometimes at dinner time, uh, one of my clients' son gets bored. 
And he will sit back. He's in college. He'll sit back and look at and almost examine the whole family. And he's actually choosing his target because he wants a dopamine hit. And so he'll, he'll like start drama just to get that going. He's had, he's even started fights within the family and just sat back. And the mother said, wow, he looked just like a sociopath because he's <laughs> back smiling. And I assured her that her son was fine. It's just, he was getting a dopamine hit from starting the drama. Interesting. I'm, I'm also listening to you from my emotional detox hat, because here's my experience. And maybe you can kind of let me know what's happening in the brain on this experience. So when people process, when I guide people to process their emotions and I find they need structure and they, everybody needs some structure and everybody needs some guidance. And by the end, so very often what I hear is I feel calm and I feel focused. Yep. I, I feel, I feel present. And so what's happening there? I always wished I could do research on the, see what's happening in the brain when they're, when I'm taking them through the system, but tell me, you sound like you, you know, what's happening. I mean, I know you don't know the system, but it's, yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to apologize to any neuroscientists listening. Okay. So, cause I'm going to be sloppy um, with my language, but here's what I would guess is happening. Um, in your structure, you've kind of worked on that amygdala in the limbic system, the part that gets a little twitchy with those of us with ADHD. That's why we have big emotions. Um, you've also, I'm guessing, because um, I've heard a few of your shows, you you kind of tell the prefrontal cortex, hey, how about you calm down? You don't have to think too hard either. Okay. But I think what you do is, when you're asking people to reflect and consider, you're using a different part of the brain called the DM, DMN, default mode network. And that is active in both ADHD and not ADHD people. Um, ADHD people kind of prefer the DMN. Um and that's that's kind of the seat of imagination, reflection, um, a, a lot of insight, personal insight. I, some of my clients are personally so insightful uh, when you help them tap into it. That's the DMN. So I'm guessing that's, that's what's, what's happening with the emotions. And I, and I noticed that about your book. So as you're reading it, audience, so again, Tamara's book is called Your Brain's Not Broken, which I love, Strategies for Navigating Your Emotions and Life with ADHD, is, well, you talk about a few things, and I, I do want to get into more of that, like the specifics at the after the break, but I what I love is that you really take time to talk about emotions. Yeah. And I don't feel that from other things that I've read. And I read quite a bit, mainly because I live with it. And I was a school psychologist. I was always trying to help families. So I was always, whatever I could get my hands on and learn a little bit more, go to workshops. I went to Hollowell. I went to, you know, we all go to those weekend long trainings and they were wonderful. And you get lots of tips and ideas. You're not as 
tippy, like in terms of, (laughs) you know, I, I, but I like that because you really give an understand and you're like, ah, you know, you just kind of relax and you're opening up another viewpoint unless I've been so out of it that I don't know it's already out there. But are you, do you believe you're doing that? Uh, well, it's actually why I was so nervous. Remember, I confessed that I just wanted to call the whole whole book off. Like, you said too much. You've gotten too personal. Um, and it, trust me, I don't just write about myself, guys. It's not an autobiography. But no. I did, like, confess the times, like, hey, I struggle with this myself, right? I I can't keep a calendar well. I mean, I struggle. You would think I was splitting an atom when I try to manage my appointments, right? Um. But the my nervousness behind the book was actually, this is the first book that really dives deep into the emotional dysregulation issue. Yeah, I love it. And the way I see it is that's the first thing we have to solve for when we're talking about ADHD. Because if, if we're in fight or flight, and that's what a lot of my clients are, I, we, we can't solve for anything else. So a lot of well-meaning people and parents and teachers say, well, let's fix their executive functions. Yeah. And that, that's. I'm trying of- to, I'm trying to think, <laughs> Tamara, I'm trying to think of like the, the actual IEP, individual education plan for a child using your approach would look very different because traditionally, you know, these educational plans and 504s are all about, okay, break tasks down and give extra time. And so are you saying emotional regulation needs to be first? So, yes, (laughs) is exactly what I'm saying. So anytime I do a lot of coaching of parents, And so when I talk to parents, I'm like, okay, we have to order things and we have to prioritize. Nothing can be done. So we're not going to care about Billy's room. And I don't care about Billy's grades until we get emotional regulation. Because emotional regulation drives everything for the ADHD folks. Now, medication can lessen that emotional drive, which is good. In other words, the swings aren't as great. Um, and to the listeners, I'm not saying you have to medicate. I'm not saying you don't have to medicate. I'm not commenting on that part. I'm saying as a fact that medication can lessen the mood swings. But if we don't solve that, then we won't we won't really get it through the problem. So my next book is on. <laughs> families and ADHD. Because guess what? It's highly hereditary, right? What are we talking percent-wise? Oh, it's astounding and sad. So Russell Barkley estimates between 80 and 90%. So if you have a father with ADHD, father is the key here, there's an 80 to 90% chance that they'll, he will pass it on to his child. I know I, I'm always a little queasy when I say something like that because that is a high correlation. And that is amazing. So um, you can fact check me guys on that. I, and yet anytime I see an ADHD dad, I look at Chloe very closely at the kids. 
If mom has it, it seems to be between 60 and 50% or 50 or 60%. Well, I I suppose you could look at it this way, that when it comes to diagnosis, it's going to make it a little bit easier, right? And you're going to feel a little bit more solid about that diagnosis if there is someone in the family that has it. That that is absolutely fascinating. We need to take a quick break, everyone. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with Tamara Rosier, author of the book called Your Brain's Not Broken, Strategies for Navigating Your Emotions and Life with ADHD. We'll be right back right after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a spiritual teacher and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of nine books that can help empower lives from Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, to Mantras Made Easy, and The Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherriannaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. And today I'm speaking with Tom. I said your name incorrectly before. I'm realizing that. Tamara. Tamara Rosier. Oh, Tamara. Ah, I keep fluctuating. Okay. Thank you. Author of Your Brain's Not Broken Strategies for Navigating Your Emotions in Life with ADHD. And I was just saying during the break how excited I am for this book. I'm, I'm just excited that we're finally talking about 
how important emotions are. Like I'm not, I sometimes, I feel like I've been on my own island in my emotional detox world. Really like people, we need to be focusing on emotions. And now to have someone like you come around with the knowledge and the experience um, and the fact that you lived with this yourself and you're coaching people, it just, I just am so excited about this shift and I'm happy for, for, really the kids for children and families, because they're the ones who are really struggling. So we were just saying before the break, emotional regulation is number one, right? And that's what you do with parents. And that's what you coach. Any suggestions for anyone that's listening right now and thinking, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I've got my colored charts up. I've got, (laughs) I've got all these behavior modification, you know, I've got these incentives and I'm, or the parent that just says, I'm so tired of reminding or picking up. Like you talked about Billy in the room. So you're right. saying, don't worry about Billy's room. Well, you know, it's easy to say, right? Well, <laughs> you don't if, live with Billy. <laughs> yeah. Now, if Billy has like, uh, let's say he has a hamster cage in there and the hamster keeps putting uh, this true, true life has happened to a client. Uh, like it starts to smell like his whole room starts to smell like a hamster's cage because he's not cleaning it and all that. Uh, something I used to explain to my children is I'm not going to bug you about your rooms, but there's levels to cleanliness. I'm not asking for a 10. I'm asking for a three. That's where humans live when they're basically clean and healthy. Just asking for a three, get your room to a three means no dirty dishes. It means any animal residue is cleaned up. And if you're a parent, you've had to say things like that. So I I would say, you know, just back off of the room for perfection, but you you can still ask for like, Hey, dude, there's a level of humanness here. Okay. Just basic human. Yeah. Um, And I I think it's, yeah. Yeah. but as far as emotional regulation, um, before we go there, a lot of parents come to me and they say, okay, I've got my charts set up. I got my reward system. And I kind of, I'm sad when they tell me that because I know what's going to happen next. If they're, they have a smart ADHD kid who's growing up, the kid is going to do one or two things. Learn how to break your system. Okay. Kind of like a rat keeps pressing the bar every time he wants a pellet, like, okay, okay, you got to pay up, got to pay up, which is not good. In other words, they're gaming the system somehow. Or the other thing is they'll decide that your reward isn't enough for them. Again, this goes back to the dopamine. Stickers only go so far. Anything only goes An so ice far. cream cone only takes you so far or whatever you're using, right? Yes. And so kids... So here's how you outsmart that is you ask them, what's valuable to you? I'm willing to trade that. So if screen time is valuable, you're like, oh, screen time is valuable. Awesome. And usually with ADHD, I ask for that parents do this in the moment. So poor Billy, he comes in and says, mom, mom, I want to go over so-and-so's house tonight. That's awesome. I want you to do that. I want you to first do these things. Oh, and by the way, to my satisfaction, like you can't hurry up, clean the bathroom and just wave a rag over it and call it clean. 
I'm, I'm actually going to inspect the work. And he, he's like, no, that's not fair. Oh, okay, no problem. We don't have to do that. Well, can I still go over to his house? Well, no, because we're trading. Do you see the ADHD brain can learn to trade and they get very good at learning to trade. Interesting. But but notice the parent waited until the child wanted something. True. By the way, I did this. It works. I have four children. Three of them have ADHD. And when they were younger, they're all grown now. But when they were younger, I would get a call at work. Mom, I cleaned the entire first floor of the house. Like, well, that's wonderful. I didn't even ask that. I didn't even ask you to today. Well, I vacuumed and they go into all the detail that they did for me. I'm like, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Knowing that there was going to be a, I'm offering this to you in goodwill, mother, because here's what I'm hoping for. And my kids knew me and they'd ask something that was realistic. Can so-and-so come over tonight? Or can I go do this? I'm like, absolutely. And I loved saying yes. Because yes, kind of teaching the art of negotiating. (laughs) Oh, I hate when I use that that word because parents are like, well, I have all the power. I shouldn't have to negotiate. Well, let me tell you, if you have a smart ADHD kid, unless you teach them how to negotiate properly, you're gonna you're gonna get screwed. (laughs) Let me tell you, smart ADHD kids know how to get what they want. So Hmm. I taught my kids to go, hey. And no, do you hear the emotional? I am invested to go over to someone's house tonight. And I'm like, awesome. How can we get you to go to someone's house tonight? These two things. Do these two things. And even if they groan, but be willing to walk away from the table. I see some parents with a low tolerance for seeing their children unhappy. Now, this is where I'm going to sound like a cranky Gen Xer. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really a cranky Gen Xer, but I'm very realistic about parenting. Right. So I am okay if my kids aren't happy in the moment. Because the big picture is I want them to grow up to be emotionally healthy adults. And so I'm okay. Well, that's, that's the definition of spoiled. Right. Spoiled, spoiled isn't about things. That, that's, that was my understanding of spoiled is, you know, you have, it, it's about how they act. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so yeah. when you, you know, don't do something for them or get, don't give them something. Right. And that's what spoiled is. It's, it's yeah. the, it's the behavior of spoiled. It, it really is. Um, entitled would be another word. Right. Yes. And so I, I work with a lot of, um, ADHD kids who become entitled. They want the dopamine hits and they want their parents to supply them. And you see the problem there. Um, so let's, let's shift from parenting strategies, if you don't mind, to adult strategies. So ADHD adults still have big emotions. And guess what? Researchers are saying uh, they get trapped in your body. Now, you know all about this. <clears throat> And this is good research, guys. This is um, Harvard research. The, I mean, these are, you know, real studies coming out that emotions get trapped in the body. Now, I'm going to add another little layer here. ADHD, there's a connection between ADHD and inflammation. 
chronic low-level inflammation. Now let's put all this together. When you have all these emotions trapped, your body needs a way to try to release it. And it's going to do that. And so I, I promise this is based in real research. So we've got to find a way to release emotions, which you've done. You have a process of saying, hey, let's start to learn a structure to release now. And that's why your your um, course, would you call it a course? Well, right now it's in all the books, but I do a membership. And so every week I guide people through because I find people do need guidance and it's like yeah. training wheels, right? We, we need yeah. our training wheels until one day our training wheels are off, but it's yeah. not just about mastering the skills. I also find it's about the art of coming together and being with other people right. who are going through the same process, connecting, laughing, keeping it light. Like I love your title. Your brain's not broken, right? I mean, that in itself just gives you a sigh of relief. It doesn't seem so serious. It doesn't seem so devastating. And I find that's where group work, and I'm sure you find the same thing, can be very helpful because it just brings a lightheartedness. Because sometimes in life, it feels like everyone's staring at you. Everyone's thinking you're screwed up (laughs) or has these expectations, even as adults, right? Or judging you. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Feeling judged. And, and they're not, they're not stupid. Right. And it hurts relationships. And a lot of women are married and men are married to women and, you know, partners to each other that are living with a partner with ADHD. And, and I agree wholeheartedly. I love this, this inflammation thing. Do you talk about that research in your book? Uh, it wasn't out when I wrote uh, Your Brace Not Broken. So it's current. So it's current. So it's uh, coming out in my next book. Okay. Uh, we'll have to get that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but here, here's the problem. We have to find a way to let the, uh, the emotions out. And so one of the, one of the other problems that I see very often is, um, ADHD folks don't even know they're having the emotion. So they, they learn complicated coping mechanisms. Uh, for example, rejection sensitivity is really a part of ADHD. Mm, I just wow. assume you're going to hurt me. Why? Because my brain tells me, and, and by the way, let's be honest, ADHD people get more of those slights and it's almost like a death by a thousand paper cuts because we just, I mean, I just got an email the other day from someone and she's just a particular kind of person that just loves to point out my flaws. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she, she sucks the marrow from my bones. I'm not going to lie. And she's not a big part of my life, but she's part of the professional life. And I got an email from her and immediately, like, I read it to my husband. I'm like, do you hear rejection in this? And he's like, well, I don't, but I can totally see why, how you would get there. And the reason I, I mean, I know to check myself, I have rejection sensitivity, like, oh my gosh. And then that makes me want to people please. But then that means I have to eat my own emotions and not really show people how I'm feeling. You see how, like, 
we oh it's a cycle yeah we've got to deal with our emotions and it's it sounds exhausting (laughs) (laughs) it's absolutely exhausting to have adhd which is the truth it's just um i have a chapter um that i'm working on that it won't end up that with this title but it's why is all this so darn hard and it's because it's exhausting to be us and guess what? We know we're exhausting to live with too. Interesting. Right? We get it. And I'm sure your husband and daughter kind of know they're a little bit of a handful. <laughs> I think, you know, my daughter's very quiet and I, and that's really, she's, she keeps everything very smart, but also very quiet and very proud, right? Very, has a lot of pride. Oh. Doesn't, lo- doesn't want to let um, anyone know when she's struggling, wants to figure it out herself. Some of you might be relating to this. That's how she's. And so it's, I have to really kind of try to get in a little bit to see if there is anything, right? But perhaps it's because she's an adult now and doesn't want mom so involved kind of thing. Yeah. But they've, but they're they're doing amazing but it is it is an interesting journey for sure but this is absolutely enlightening i love this this emotional regulation the fact that there's more inflammation because of the trapped emotions in the body and therefore there's going to be other issues that can happen from that and what else do you have to say we do need to take another quick break let's take that break let's come back with some more suggestions for the folks. Okay. Awesome. All right. We're we're going for a break, folks. We'll be right back. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. When we think of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind-emotional detox? With Sherrianna Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of Sherrianna's signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to sherriannaboyle.com. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. This is DreamVision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. 
Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. And normally at this part of the show, I start to give a little message, talk about emotions and things like that to end up the show. Today, I really want to, I feel like this conversation needs a little bit more with Tamara. Uh, Tamara, by the way, for those of you joining us live, is the author of Your Brain's Not Broken, Strategies for Navigating Emotions in Life with ADHD. And I think it's important because this is really cutting edge, folks. You're hearing it here. And this is the new information that's coming out. Amen. Hallelujah. Emotional regulation. And really focusing on that. And also, as well as structure, as well as what I'm hearing is you're giving some new ideas of how to teach children skills. Like negotiating is a life skill. We do want them to have a voice in terms of children. And then, of course, we have adults with ADHD. What other tips do you think would be helpful for our listeners who are living with this or who have this themselves in terms of they're they're like, yes, I have strong emotions. I can be extreme. I deal with boredom. I manage my emotions and anxiety, right? And I always say an emotional detox for anxiety. Anxiety is an emotion looking to be processed, but can't because you won't let it. That's how I define anxiety. I think it's a management system, but love it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what other suggestions do you have? So let's say you're a female and you've been diagnosed with anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, but you tend to lose your keys more than the average human. I I would encourage that person to go, wait a minute. I don't think I've been accurately diagnosed. Um, And the reason I say this is there's a huge bias. Um, I guess ADHD isn't sexy enough to diagnose. It's better to diagnose, you know, something else, bipolar. A lot of people get misdiagnosed as bipolar. So if you're, if anything you're hearing today is kind of resonating, go, oh, darn, I know this firsthand. Uh, really it's, it is hard to get an accurate diagnosis. Um, the DSM, as I said, is woefully behind a lot of practitioners are behind on the research. So it's, uh, this is hard advice to give, but keep, keep searching, uh, do start to read books on ADHD. Um, and well, I think your book, honestly, I mean, your book is on where yeah. I've been reading it. <laughs> At <laughs> night, I, I keep it right next to me and I, pick it up and I get a few little tips and really just trying to understand it a little bit more. I love, so for example, look, I'm proof. Do you see my highlight? <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. See, you see my highlight? So I, I, I highlighted this, everyone. It says we all have our own internal limited battery and limited battery energy, but those with ADHD find that their battery, like the one in my old cell phone is prone to becoming more quickly and easily depleted from activities that others may not find taxing at all. And duties that I find tedious, like answering emails, invoices, clients, going grocery shopping, returning phone calls can feel as though they drain at least 50% of my daily battery. Just reading that gives you compassion. When I read, I highlighted it. 
And I didn't highlight it because I wanted to, I, I highlighted it because I was like, I, I, this compassion for individuals around me that that 50%, you know, the way you frame that, that's what you're going to get from this book. In addition to a lot of tools and strategy, I think you're going to just feel when you have that compassion, the level of tension, the level of anxiety, the need to fix or change or correct, it just comes down a few notches. It does. Uh, so I, an easy way to understand this is sometimes no matter how smart you are, when you have ADHD, adulting is just exhausting. Here's just a quick example. I hate getting the mail. And guess what? My husband is traveling. So who has to be the grown up and go get the mail? And by the way, we don't have a terribly long driveway. I just think it's a colossal waste of my life. <laughs> and so and there's nothing in there that I want, right? And that's how an ADHD person thinks about tasks. So however, coming on this podcast, well, this is fun. This is energizing. This doesn't wear down my battery, but getting the mail did. And, and if a non-ADHD person's listening, going, well, okay, that's ridiculous. Those aren't even comparable. In the ADHD person's brain, they are. Um, answering phone or voice messages. I have clients who just put that off for months because they don't want to listen to a voice message, um, especially uh, Gen Zs. They're like, who leaves phone messages anyway? I shouldn't even <laughs> They shouldn't have done that to begin they with. They should have done it. So, <laughs> so there's this weird paradox. Those of us with ADHD, things that drain our battery are usually the things that non-ADHD people find remarkably simple. Interesting. So what do you say to those people? How do they charge their batteries? I know that's a loaded question, but one yeah. tip. Yeah. Uh, so in the book, I get, I use the solve it grid to help analyze it. And I, I help them understand what are your mundane tasks that you're spending a lot of energy avoiding, right? And plan for that. Like, okay, once I got the mail, guess what? I realized, yeah, I had to go out. It was kind of drizzling today. Guess what? I didn't die. I was fine. And then on the way back, I'm like, wow, this is like huge victory today you know what? I know how silly that sounds. And I just allow myself to have that victory. Um, I also know after this, I have a day's worth of email to catch up on. And that's not going to be terribly fun. So I have blocked out my day where I'm going to work on email for 45 minutes. I'll have a timer set. And then I'm going to have a little snack. And I know what I'm going to have because I'm terribly excited about this snack. <laughs> so um, it's a healthy snack. It's not sugary, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And so I'll just be kind of trucking through that boring stuff to get to, to balance. One will literally give me energy, calories. Um, and the other one's going to deplete because I'm going to start to feel overwhelmed and gross. Like, I don't know how to answer this email. I just wish it would go away. Right. So what you're saying is... You're really acknowledging to people with ADHD brain that you're not crazy, like, and and you're and you're educating other people that when 
getting through a small task like that is a win, is a victory, is an accomplishment. And we don't want to minimize that. And yet we want to honor that. We don't have to like give them a high five or anything. They're adults, right? Right. <laughs> but it, but in our own minds, we want to maybe just be be a little bit more aware that those are difficult things. And right. I love that your brain's not broken. We know that we can change the brain. And with practice, yeah. you can, you're giving us great examples of that. Yeah. And what I have to do is I have to be emotionally regulated enough to have the tolerance to do the mundane. That actually takes emotional regulation. Mm. I'm not emotionally regulated. I'll avoid, I'll procrastinate. I'll do silly things with that stupid task. And so I just have to be honest with myself. And by the way, just, I do assign imaginary grown-up points to myself at the end of the day, some days like, wow, I got 50 extra grown up points today. today It was hard. Uh, No one ever really knows. Sometimes I'll mention it to my husband, like, Hey, who's grown up being like a mad woman today. And he has ADHD too. So he's kind of, he's like, ah, congratulations. So, so we kind of make a joke of it. Um, Laughter. So key. Yeah. Thank you so much. It just helps us. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for writing this book, for taking this new, taking us in a new journey and really listening and learning something new about the ADHD brain. Once again, your brain's not broken. Tamara Rosier. And uh, thank you so much for coming on Just Ask Spirit. Oh, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you, listeners. And I want to remind you that all of the Just Ask Spirit episodes are sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace, which you can find over at sherryannaboyle.com. Many of our authors have their books there. They also have services. And I ask them to give a discount to our listeners. So head on over to justaskspiritmarketplace.com, sherryannaboyle.com, and I'll see you next time. Remember, your emotions matter processing them matters more. Take care. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on sherriannaboyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.